Hello again, friends, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. I'm pretty excited today because I have my social media guru, Elizabeth, with me. Say hi, Elizabeth. Hello. Now, anybody who has hung out with me before in this podcast, oh, and I'm Monica, by the way. I don't know if we've met before. Hi, it's nice to meet you. And if I have met you before, you've probably heard a little bit about my love-hate relationship with social media. It's kind of my frenemy, which is why it's so nice to have a friend, not a frenemy in Elizabeth, because she can take care of all that awesomeness for me. So today, Elizabeth is going to take us through the 10 social posts that every fundraiser and event needs. And this actually came directly out of an online offering that we have available at maycreate.com. That's M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Elizabeth whipped up this offering and I made it pretty. (laughs) That's all I can claim in it. I made it pretty. And she's given you what to put in these types of posts, ideas for images, an example of them, like a picture example of them. And then she also has given you a physically written post of each type and a template for you to copy and paste. So this is a pretty valuable resource. I think you should hop over and download it at maycreate.com. But also stick with us. If you're an audio learner, you're gonna like what Elizabeth has to say. So let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. So Elizabeth and I cooked up this nifty little downloadable guide as part of our year-end giving training that we did at the end of 2021. And it's good stuff. And it doesn't just need to be used for year-end giving either. Like, I think that the things that Elizabeth put in here are valuable for any type of event because social media is a big part of promoting stuff, I hear. I mean, I hear it's a big part of promoting stuff. I guess, I guess Elizabeth would be the expert and you tell me more on that. <laughs> so just a little bit. That's, you know, where most people get their information and want to learn about things. So, you know, just slightly important for, for an event you're hosting. Now, Elizabeth does social media for the May Create clients, but she's also very involved in one of our local nonprofits. Elizabeth, tell us about how you work with your favorite nonprofit and what its name is. For sure. I am both the artistic director and marketing director for Columbia Entertainment Company, which is a local community theater. And one of my main roles is, you could probably guess, maintaining our social media presence. And anytime we have an event, we're putting it all over social media, particularly Facebook, and promoting the heck out of it there. So that's kind of where I spend my non-May create time. So Elizabeth knows a thing or two about a thing or two of event promotion because she's literally promoting events for a nonprofit that does events. That is its service to the community. (laughs) (laughs) I hear she can also sing and dance. I have some like photo evidence that this is the case. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm getting ready to start up some performances pretty soon. So looking forward to all of that getting started. Yay, no 
COVID. <laughs> so let's start at the top. And Elizabeth has these in pretty much time order, really. Ooh, and in the offering, she also put a a breakdown, like a weekly breakdown of how she would mix these up and put them into a promotion campaign. So I I found that useful as I was helping plan the Como Gives promotion campaign. Okay, so start us at the top, Elizabeth. What is the first type of post? Well, you got to tell people when your event is. So the very, very first post you're going to want to do is a save the date. Pretty simple, pretty basic. You might not have ticket information yet. That's totally okay. Think of it like a save the date you'd send out for a wedding. You just want people to know it's coming up, it's happening, and get them excited for it. Do you do this type of post more than once, or is it like a one-and-done type of post? I would say it depends on how big the event is. If it's like your annual gala and you're inviting hundreds of people, you want to get that information out more than one time. If it's maybe something new or a smaller event, maybe just once, couple months before, and then you're going to start trickling in with the rest of the information. So people aren't going to lose when that's happening, but kind of scale it on how big the event actually is. Now, tell us about the second one. What's the second? For sure. You're going to start teasing the event. So these are things like if you have sponsor items, you're going to take a photo, share them out so people know what those are. Um, planning sessions are also fun. Facebook in particular loves a photo of a person more than pretty much any other kind of photo. So anytime you can share something that's got people's faces in it, the algorithm is going to like it better. And your audience is going to like it better because they're going to see the people behind what you're doing. I feel like, too, these are the things that as staff members, we do these things every day. We see them and we feel a little bit of excitement when these things are happening, maybe a lot of excitement, but we don't ever think of them as shareable content. But I just want to remind you of the basically viral unboxing videos that my children watch on repeat on repeat my friends like it is insane like and there's one that is for a lady who runs a exotic animal rescue and she'll get this huge box of supplies for her from her donors and she unboxes them and gets excited about each one and my kids are like that's so awesome they're that's gonna be for the parrots and I'm like okay all right so like anybody can do it okay and if you don't know how to do it just watch kids YouTube because <laughs> it's happening <laughs> um okay so tell me about the third one because I think the third one is one that you make all the time and you need to not forget about when you're planning a fundraiser. Absolutely. All the time, particularly with fundraisers, tell people why you want their funds. People might give if they don't know, if they're just a consistent donor, but most people are going to hold off on that until they know what the money they're giving you is going towards. So maybe share a story about what you used donations for last year or the story of someone you've been able to help out and really Put a name, put a face behind that. Give people the big why, the reason you're doing what you're doing. And I think the why can be both the reason that you're doing what you're doing. That one's super, super important, and we want to continually get that out there because even if people think they know why you're doing what you're doing, they might not quite be able to articulate it the right way. But then also, the more specific that your ask is, the more people can attach their dollars to some type of value. So making sure that if you do have a very specific cause, like if this event is going to go to remodel the 
bathrooms in the theater, then we would let them know that, right? Because that would but they would see some benefit in those remodeled bathrooms. Exactly. Like we're always raising money just to help the theater program or secure licensing fees or anything like that. But for a fundraiser, definitely something specific, like we need to fix the bathrooms or maybe you are in need of supplies to build a product that your company or your organization creates for people. Like let people know there's a specific tangible thing their donations are going towards. People like this. Okay, and then, so we've done our save the date. We're, we're teasing as time goes on. We're, we're always doing the big why, the, the why you exist as an organization. And now we're doing a why we're having a fundraiser. So then what's next? You got to keep people informed about the event. Some general reminders. These might not be the most exciting posts you've ever put up in your life, but they are very important so people know what's going on. These are things like a reminder of the dates, your ticket link, your link to donate if people can't make the event itself. Very important. Make sure you've got something that you can share that people can do that through. You're also maybe sharing your official campaign logo or a graphic you've put together. Maybe you change your profile picture to that graphic. Just those consistent little updates that are going to keep it top of mind. Because as people are scrolling through their newsfeed and they see this fun thing from you, they might click over to your page and you don't want them to have to scroll very far before they see what your initiative is right now. Now, the next type I think is really fun. I, I love this type, uh, particularly on like an Instagram where you can make it a little more fun visually is a countdown. Let people know how far you are out, how close, how excited you are that it's getting close. Um, particularly on like an Instagram, you can put a little story sticker up and it'll count down. People can save it, share it. So they get a reminder when it's happening. It's wonderful numbers. Again, that kind of tangible, I can see how close it is and always make it sound less. So like, instead of we're 40 days out, maybe we're just over a month out. Somehow that sounds just a little bit less and a little bit more exciting. <laughs> and the year-end giving campaign that Elizabeth helps us promote for our local nonprofits, Como Gives. Now, this is a month-long year-end giving campaign that's powered by the Community Foundation of Central Missouri. And Elizabeth does a lot of countdown posts for this. How far out do you start counting down? I think you start at August, maybe. Yeah, I want to say we started... Maybe Official even. countdowns, I think, three months out, but I know we were doing periodic countdown updates a good like six months out. And even now with the newsletter we're sending out, we've got a countdown to this year's campaign and it taken away. I love it. Every time that one of our um, past donors opens up the newsletter, they get at the bottom a ticker that just keeps ticking and it keeps time based on when the campaign starts. So it's kind of fun because it's always this ever-changing element of the newsletter. It's the animated fun. Okay, so number six. Now, number six is going to be something that you're going to have to keep an eye on your newsfeed and other people's newsfeeds or maybe even make a hashtag to be able to keep track of. Tell us how you do this, Elizabeth. Sure. Uh, this is user-generated content. So in one way, it's it's a lot nicer than maybe having to come up with the content yourself because someone's already writing it for you and you just have to hit the share button, but you do have to keep an eye out for it. So these are things like if you have a hashtag, just checking that even once a week to see if anyone's used it and posted some cool stuff you can share. If people have tagged any of your accounts or 
if you have volunteers or staff who use these platforms who are talking about what you're doing and maybe not tagging you officially, but you can go, hey, I love that post about what your workday looked like putting this event together. I'd like to share it on our main platform. Very cool. Again, makes it feel like it's part of the community around you because other people are getting engaged in it too. And it's not just you telling people about this. It's bringing everyone together. It's proof. Social proof. That's what it's called. Yes. My brain was like, what is this word that you're describing? It's social proof. It's like a testimonial, basically. So definitely keep an eye out for user-generated content because A, you don't have to write it, and B, other people's words make you look cooler than if you said those same words yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on the same line... Um, with hashtags. This is kind of a strategy. Number seven is another strategy that Elizabeth uses. Yeah, I am a big fan of using using hashtags where I can. So Twitter and Instagram a lot, um, some Facebook a little bit, but this is a combination of hashtags. If you have an established event that has its own hashtag to use, like the Como Gives campaign definitely does, or capitalizing on popular hashtag trends like your Throwback Thursdays, your Follow Friday, something like that, that you're jumping on a trend that already exists and people are already seeing a lot of, but now you're putting your name out there with it. Or keep an eye on like if your community has a hashtag, which which is funny because like we call ourselves Como, but if you hashtag Como in Instagram, you get this model who is not us. We are not a model. We are a community. (laughs) It's it's something, right? She's really beautiful, but she is not Columbia, Missouri. So if your community has a hashtag and you know that people are following it, you can piggyback on top of that and and make sure that people find what it is or maybe hashtag what you believe in or what you follow. So like I hashtag um, aerialist, like aerial hammock, aerial hammock trick, Lyra, like all these things, because I am basically a part-time circus performer. (laughs) So I'm always following these hashtags and I will find your post if they are hashtag that because I follow them. Yeah. And I would say kind of along what you were saying with the Como hashtag leading to a model, before you use a hashtag in any of your official posts, definitely click on it and see what other content's out there. Because sometimes things get weird on the internet. If you're new to the internet, things get weird out here. (laughs) If you're new to the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, one, another, so number eight. Actually, let's recap for just a second. So remember, we have save the date, teaser, the big why, a general reminder, countdown, sharing user-generated content, hashtag-based, and then number eight is another type of post that you need to do all the time, but you can also specifically relate it to the event. Yes. Thank people. Thank your donors. Thank your sponsors. Thank your staff. Thank the people who attended. Thank the people who donated but didn't attend. We are constantly thanking people. People like to be appreciated, and you should show the appreciation that you feel for others who are helping you do the things you do. Um, So this is one you can kind of sprinkle throughout your campaign, but especially towards the end or as things are kind of winding down, this gives you a little extra content to keep the momentum going a little bit past when your event actually happens. And I do notice that in reports, pictures of volunteers volunteering and pictures of staff members working tend to do pretty well in Facebook. I mean, it is humans. And as Elizabeth mentioned earlier, Facebook has a thing for humans. Um, (laughs) But I think that people also just 
like seeing other people doing good things. And so they are pretty good performing posts. And then also I've seen a lot of great like thank you videos. Mm -hmm. They they're great. And it doesn't have to be like just you sitting in front of a camera saying thank you. We did some fun ones for Como Gibbs where like I stood on top of a chair and all the nonprofits came together and they yelled thank you. Um, but then also I was just recording a podcast earlier today with Carol Bennis with Safe Kids Colorado. I want to say, man, how bad would I suck if I didn't get the right name of her organization. But anyway, she described a post that was a little girl walking in front of the marketing person's office on repeat, just her feet, because this little girl has a lot of stuff to work through. And so she runs laps around the the center before she goes in and does her therapy session. And so it was like, um, your thank you so much, your donations are, they help these little feet. You know, it was really, really sweet and it was like an amazing post. But anyway, so just, just think about these things that you see every single day that we're all super grateful for. And those are the things that'll do really well for you on social media. Okay, so take us on number nine. Yeah, we're gonna highlight the things we're thanking the people for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these are hitting benchmarks or celebratory posts, really, of any kind. And again, this is a really cool place you can use some quick video. Um, I'm a big fan of a Canva video with maybe like a little confetti explosion or something, because as far as social media is concerned, that's a video that's going to get better play than anything else you're going to post other than like a live video, which mm-hmm. is its own separate thing. Um, but yeah, we're just going to use these to keep everyone up to date, celebrate the little victories, the big victories, and just keep people excited. And every year when we hit our goal, because somehow we have managed to hit our goal every year since we've set one, which was scary setting one the first year in Como Gives. That was scary. <sighs> but but every year we've managed to hit it. And every year when we hit our goal and we make that post with the thermometer or the speed dial and we're like, we're there. That is a super well interacted with posts. Like people comment on it and like it and it gets a lot of interaction from our users. Yeah, people get invested in how you're doing and and want you to succeed. So definitely let them know when you do. And you can also let them know like the outcomes. Yes. So X number of dollars donated. This means that not only are we X number of way to our goal, but we can also do X, Y, and Z. Now we can do the toilets and the countertops. (laughs) Help us with the cabinets and the mirrors and the floor. (laughs) Okay. So after highlights, the, well, we we have a bonus. Of course we have a bonus, but number 10, take it to number 10. All right. Number 10, feedback. So let people tell you how they think it went. Don't just tell them how you think it went. Give them an opportunity to enter that conversation. So maybe you create a quick little Facebook poll and say, how many, who attended the event this year? And then have maybe a little celebratory icon or maybe a sad face if they didn't. Something simple like that. Or you can create a survey for people to fill out, maybe provide you suggestions for next year. So you'll, again, keep that community engagement, that community involvement. And anytime on social you're asking someone to respond in a specific way, Mm -hmm. you're going to get great engagement on that. People want to answer a question if they feel like it's something they're invested in. Or it's fun to click on the little poll and see where people voted. So again, good engagement posts, but also getting you some really good information. And then, okay, so 
I said we were going to do 10, and then I said, well, bonus, because, like, I feel like we, I can never, I always think of an extra one. And so Elizabeth thought of an extra one, but you wouldn't do it if you hadn't already done something else. So that's why it's the bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Share your Facebook event. If you've made an event on Facebook, and I highly recommend you do, simply share that post that is something you've already built it's not it's going to take maybe 30 seconds out of your day i think we can all find a spare 30 seconds to do that um but it's going to get that event out there people can see it and invite their friends so you're reaching people who may not even follow your accounts which is super great and really helpful to get the word out about what you're doing and it allows people too to get over to that event and interact and talk about what they're excited about or ask a question and and see who's going because that can be a big deal too. So Elizabeth, tell me about when you should or should not set up a Facebook event for your fundraiser or event. Sure. So almost every time I would recommend setting up a Facebook event and Just be careful. If it's an in-person event, make sure you have an address. If it's an online event, make sure you make that very clear to anyone who might be interested. Um, We have definitely had online events for the theater where we forgot to mark that and people showed up at our building and wanted to know why no one was there. So keep an eye on that. Be super careful. Um, Things that are annual and recurring are great candidates for a Facebook event because you can copy paste what you had done the year before, make your adjustments. If it's a month-long campaign, say like the Como Gives campaign, we don't necessarily set up a Facebook event for that because it's this big, ongoing, kind of ever-changing, fluctuating thing. Mm -hmm. So if your fundraiser or your event's more on that scale, maybe a Facebook event isn't the right thing for you, but there are plenty of other ways you can promote it. Yeah, so if you're having like a virtual lemonade stand and that's your fundraiser theme and it's going to go for however many weeks you may not set up a Facebook event for it but if you're having a virtual pancake breakfast and everybody is making pancakes on Saturday morning this one morning and that's what it is then you would set up an event for that am I right yeah and even with like the lemonade stand thing if you have a official kickoff for the event maybe do a facebook event for that so people know this is when it starts maybe you're setting up a big kind of push for that first day that could be a good way to kind of integrate the facebook event for the the bigger campaign itself okay elizabeth any last thoughts insights that you want to tell anybody about this whole social media promotion of events and fundraisers thing. I, I say it like I'm exhausted just because <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Elizabeth and I work great together because I'm like, hey, Elizabeth, I made this thing on the website and I got these pretty graphics and here's this lovely downloadable thing and now you put them on all the stuff. And she's like, yes, I do. And then and then it happens, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> that is almost exactly the process we follow. <laughs> so any last words of advice you want to give our listeners? Sure. I would say if you get stuck on what to post, think about what makes you excited about what you're doing and share that. People will relate to that. They'll connect with that. So if you you can't come up with anything, you're like, I know I need to put out a highlight today, but I don't know what to do. Just think for a moment, what makes you excited? What raises your spirits? What keeps you doing what you're doing? And, And roll with that. And every time that we have these conversations, I think to myself, oh man, last week XYZ happened and we really should have captured that and we didn't. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect either, but I definitely know 
that it is so much easier to do this stuff if you have a checklist which is going to bring me back to that downloadable <laughs> PDF guide. <laughs> like So friends, if you want to get example posts, copy and paste like recipes for these posts, if you want a checklist for each one and you want to have an actual like calendar-like setup of when you would do these, go to makecreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. And you can download this awesome thing. You would go underneath nonprofit and choose resources. And that's where it lives is on that resources page. Yeah. So thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate all your attention. And if you learned a thing or two, or if you, you know, maybe just love this podcast, you could go give us a review because when you give us a review, it gives us an opportunity to meet more organizations just like yourself and do even more good in this world. So thank you so much in advance for that review. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Mm-hmm.